Hey, so um, first off, how are you, Dr. Lin? Is, is it okay to call you Dr. Lin? Yeah, that's fine. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, how are you? Where, which part of the world are you from, actually? I'm on the East Coast in the United States. How about you? East Coast. Okay, I'm terrible at geography, especially the U.S. So East Coast would be, let me see. Where New York side. City is? New York. Okay, okay. I'm in, I'm yeah. in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Oh, wow. So cool. Yes, yes, yes. Have you, have you visited Malaysia before? No, I haven't. Mm, okay. <laughs> I haven't been to the U.S. too, but yeah, I definitely, that's one of my um, to-go-to places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, shall we start? Sure, let's do it. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Lin, for actually um, reaching out. I I was reading your profile and I was totally blown by how much I'm resonating with your story. And this is the reason why I actually said, okay, I've got to um, reply her and scheduled her in because um, although our conversation today, I said in one hour, I, you know, we're just going to go with the flow. Yeah, I also don't want to take your time as well. So, Dr. Lin, um, um, how, how do we start? Okay, maybe we can start by um, yourself. Yes, a little bit of introduction. Well, I, I definitely want to say I resonated with your podcast and your own personal story um, because I can just relate to so much of what you went through. I think we've had similar experiences about, you know, doing everything we were told and it's like, okay, now what, or what does this mean? And all the judgment, you know, and, and it's funny because when I saw your title to your podcast, <laughs> you're not worthy. I had such a strong reaction. I was like, Oh, that's not right. And I thought that's why she does it because it shows our inherent that we are worthy. So I really uh, appreciated that so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, it's actually, I mean, I was trying to figure out a, I've always wanted to try, I've always wanted to share my story, but I just don't, I just didn't know how. So I, although, you know, um, the notion of wanting people to hear and, and just making something for clickbait, I don't really want that, but I really want something for anybody if, if it's just one person to resonate so that was that's exactly like it, it's like a monologue that i see yeah. that i tell myself before like you're worthless but yeah. wait a minute are you really worthless <laughs> yeah totally. yeah <laughs> well yeah, I mean, so I guess, you know if you want to get back into my my journey i think I, if in my childhood i always definitely questioned everything i was being taught but I never got answers. You know, I just kind of questioned what this daily life looked like. I just saw everybody working hard, not happy. Mm. And there's still, it, it was never enough. And I just thought there's gotta be more to life than that. So that was always definitely in the back of my mind. But then when I was 14, I was diagnosed with scoliosis, which is mm. the curvature of the spine. I went the straight medical route, because that's all I knew um, at the time. And I ended up having spinal surgery where they put Harrington rods in my spine. And before the surgery, I never had 
I was never sick or had problems. After the surgery, which they deemed a success, I was sick or in pain for the next like five years. And I kept going back and forth to the different medical doctors and they never had an answer for me. I would always ask, why do I keep getting sick? And they just knew either how to write a stronger prescription or, you know, give me another painkiller. And none of that worked either. So it was just like this dead end loop that kept reoccurring. And um, I was very depressed, still not happy. You know, I didn't like school, but yet I, I was an A student because I thought it's important to do this, even though I hated it. And then I went to college because I was told that's what you need to do to be successful. And I was really floundering. And someone told me to look into chiropractic. And I read the, the information on chiropractic and the philosophy grabbed me. It just talked about how the, body, the power that made the body heals the body. And I thought, there's something to this. Nobody has ever told me this in all these years of going back and forth to medical doctors. And I just went on the philosophy. I didn't even get adjusted until I got there. So I, I felt like it was just like something spoke to me on a deep level. It was the first time I heard truth. And it was just ignorance is bliss. I just followed my hunch and it changed my life. So you were saying about, um, the, I, I knew you're just touching, touching the tip of the iceberg right now, but could you tell me what actually happened and the pivotal moment that you that you encountered that changed your trajectory of your life? So I think the, the trajectory definitely was once I went to chiropractic school because I found my purpose and I found joy for the first time. I saw people actually there enjoying life and on purpose and it really inspired me. And I saw a whole new way of looking at how the body works and honoring how the body works and how it heals and looking at symptoms and understanding what they mean and how it's your body's way of communicating with you. And we really shouldn't be masking symptoms or drugging them up, but really letting them express themselves because that's how your body heals. And it was like totally opposite of what the medical world does. And I had to learn also in chiropractic school what the medical world does because we have to pass four national boards and we have to get licensed as a doctor and all this. And they really were two different ways of looking at things. And I just lost my fear that I wouldn't get better. You know, something clicked within me because it wasn't like overnight. I started getting adjusted. And I believe that body work was a way of me reconnecting with my body because I was so disconnected from all the trauma, from the surgery and all the pain I was in. So I was reconnecting with my body, but also there was a shift in here. And I think that was the hugest part of once I had knowledge, I lost the fear and I got better. I started getting better and I, and it just changed everything. And then I realized if we can question health, if there's truth to health, that's not being told. There's got to be other things in life that are outside the box, right? That are bigger than what we're being told. So it just yeah. kind of started to unfold. So what was your journey? Having to realize that there's actually something you don't know what that you don't sometimes you just don't know what you don't know but you know there's something out there so can you like ex share your story how how did you realize that how did you get through it and how did you do you did you try to tell your friends or family about it and yes <laughs> well what you know i was again ignorance on on fire i got out of chiropractic school and i thought 
I'm just going to change the world. I'm going to go back to my hometown and change the world with this message that we heal ourselves because people are hurting themselves in the medical world. Like it's really backwards what's going on. And I, I, you know, I just was so excited to share this with people. It was a, a passion for me and I wanted to, to open my own practice. I'd never thought about business or money. I mean, I was just so ignorant. You know, they always said, build it, it will come. I, I studied under other chiropractors and things like that, but I wanted to practice on principle about wellness. Um, I wasn't going to tell people, hey, get adjusted this many times in your, for your pain, because it didn't work like that for me. It was a much deeper spiritual experience of me empowering myself and clearing out my body, however long that took. So I really wanted people to just come for wellness and empowerment. And so I opened my practice. Um, by myself. And then I realized no one taught me about money or business. And a lot of mm. people didn't really care what I had to say, which shocked me. Like I thought I had this powerful message and, and then, I realized they don't care. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I remember telling a friend of the family, she was a nurse. She was going in for sciatic surgery on her back for sciatica, which is pain down mm. the leg. You know, that's just a nerve that we have. Yeah. All the have nerve. Yeah. Um, they label it a sciatica. And I'm like, we all have sciatica. But it's so, you know, they like to label things. And and she didn't care. She goes, oh, I already have my surgery uh, scheduled. And, like, it was no big deal. And I just it's thought, like, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, that's just, like, one example. You know, and I just remember people, like, they were afraid to get adjusted. Um, and I'm, like, gentle. You know, it was just weird stuff. And I thought, man, there's a whole psychology going on behind this disease and health and, you know, and why people are the way they are. And then it was just eye-opening. Like, really, I thought it's funny because I opened up my practice and that was like the only goal I had. I never could see a bigger picture for my personal life. So it was just like, once I opened my practice, that was like, I reached my goal of what I thought was success. But it was like, as soon as I opened my door, it was like spirit took over and I, I realized I knew nothing about life and it began like the spiritual journey for me of unfolding and having to undo everything I was taught in my life and, and learning a new way and, and floundering. But it so much a part so much a part of that was witnessing what was going on in other people's lives of the people that I was adjusting who did come in, you know. Yeah. And I really like that part where you say you have to unlearn, relearn everything again, right? And was that a really, how is that, is that a scary experience for you? It's like, because you've always known ABC for your whole life. And then suddenly you're presented with something. It's like, if you were to let go of all of your accolades, everything, who are you as a person? Not even a person, like, like, right? Like a being, a soul. So that's, that's something that I actually, um, I, to be honest, I don't know. I tried to be, I don't know. When I was younger, I never thought about being spiritual. Like I was born a Catholic, uh, but it was like, again, being told to go to church. But of course I believed, I believe in the, in the, um, in the notion of um, catechism, but the, uh, as I, I'm sure you've, you've heard, I, I don't know if you've listened to all of my podcasts, but um, there's a part where <clears throat> because I had to get married, so I had to convert, yeah? So it's, it's the, the conversion is, it's, um, uh, to me, it, it was, it was uh, 
I had the idea of just one creator. That's it. It's 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 the same. So um, I got into that by um, with that belief, and then just going ahead to see. Okay, if I don't take this chance, I'm, I don't know, because I was holding on to this uh, uh, belief that by thirty you got to get married, you got to get settled down, you get, and then after I'm done with this, okay, now what? I'm in my thirties, so what now? What what am I doing? So to be honest. This podcast itself, I don't know where am I going to go with this. But um, to have people like you resonating with my story and also just sharing, it's it's what I I I have as the 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 goal. So yes, um, okay, Doctor Lin. So um, I wanted to ask you something about. Um, can we dive a little bit deeper on your childhood? When you say you were being told, what what was what was your childhood like? Well, I was raised Catholic, also. Okay. A very um, <laughs> old school Italian mother, old school Ooh. belief. And there was a lot of judgment. There was a lot of we were on you know church on. It was just suffering. for me. It was just suffering. Like I think about being in school all day, which I hated. I felt like I was in a prison. Um. Then we'd have to be on church Sunday morning. And then when I was a teenager, our family had a, a business and I started working after school to save for my car, you know, and I, I didn't like being at that business. Um, I didn't like what I did. And I realized my family was not happy. You know, everybody was kind of yelling at each other. And, <laughs> just, and But I was trapped because you had to do what the family expected. You know, it was like all this, what the family expects. And it was almost like they judged other people. Well, how can they do that vacation? Or how can they go there? I don't know how they afford that. Everything was judged. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah. Had to stay in the box. I always felt like I lived a double life because I had to do it my, I mean, I did all the right things. You know, it wasn't that I was doing anything wrong, but it was just like to not listen to all the chatter by my mother. I would have to tell her what she needed to hear. And then I did what I needed to do, you know, and then. Um, I was an only child, so there was pressure there. But my dad died when I was 12. Okay. And I really believe he died of a broken heart in the sense that he was an entrepreneur in spirit and he failed many times. And I don't believe that he had the right mentorship or support around him. And that's really hard for a man, you know? And then I came into the mix and he was working at a job he hated. And I really think it um, drained his life force. You know, I can say that now as an adult, looking back and understanding how the body heals and all that, that really strained his immune system. But mm -hmm. that wasn't verbalized. So it was just like all this, you know, got to do what you got to do every day. It was like every day I was either working, going to school and even Sunday, like I couldn't even sleep in. My crazy mother had to be in church at like 830 in the morning, you know, and it's like I was exhausted. I was just exhausted. And like I said, when I went to chiropractic school, it was the first time I saw people actually enjoying life. I never saw that. And it just inspired me. They were really um, health conscious. They were driven by a purpose. They saw something bigger in life. And that, that was very inspiring for me to be in that kind of community in chiropractic school. So how did you start your chiropractic? I mean, um, did you go for, did you fund it yourself or did you go uh, apply? For, yeah, for a grant or did you just like, you know, 
maybe you stop your career and then you decided to quit and have some savings and then just dump into this and just like you know, break the gut like okay this is gonna I'm gonna make this how, how, for, for what was your story? my practice yes your practice yeah, you know, it's funny because this is how ignorant I was. I really thought I was going to go to a bank. They were going to give me a loan because I was a chiropractor to open my practice. And they said you had to have collateral, which was something mm-hmm. to put up for the loan. And I was just shocked. I'm like, I thought they give money to people who need money, not who already have it. <laughs> yeah. And then I realized the bank is like, oh, the people you're working with don't understand money. You know, like. I mean, and I didn't understand it, but I was starting to read and educate myself. But my mom had um, ended up signing for me. And that really upset me because I just wanted to be free. I wanted to stand on my own two feet. You, you, do, you don't want her. Yeah, I just your, wanted yeah. to be free of it. Like, yeah. the control, you know? And I, but there I was again, trapped, you know? Trapped. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> But I thought I'll get out of it. And that's a whole nother story of my unfolding. But one of the books that I read when I opened up my first year in practice was Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Mm -hmm. And that blew my mind. It was like exactly when I found chiropractic and I knew there was a, it showed me a bigger picture and another way of looking at health. Rich Dad, Poor Dad showed me, it's like, I knew what I knew my whole life. I knew, I kept saying, I work hard after school or whatever, I'm saving up for this one purchase and I make the purchase and And then was it worth all the time I spent saving up for it? I'm like, this is horrible. Even in practice, I thought I have to adjust this many people to just pay the rent on this space. Like it never felt free to me. So when I found his book and he talked about financial freedom and how school doesn't teach you financial freedom. And I was just like, I knew, like, I, it was like I was just angry because I knew there was more to this. Like, I knew I had, mm. there was something missing, but no yeah. one around me understood the concepts. And that's what was even more frustrating. So he talks about finding the right people. I couldn't find the right people. No one yeah. knew. Yeah. Even my, <laughs> my neighbor was an accountant. He didn't know financial freedom. The people at the bank didn't understand financial freedom. Like, it was like, how do you find people who, and most people didn't care. You know, like it was just like people were just walking in ignorance, not examining pretending, their life. Yeah, you know pretending, pretending that, oh, it's just going to sort itself out later yeah. down, down the line. Yeah. Like just go <laughs> with it. So that opened up my eyes too. And um, it really, I was angry when I found out because I just knew something deeper. There had to be another answer. And I, fa- I was finding that. But it's like, I always knew there was something more to what I was doing. And I was finding it, and I realized how much time was wasted in All suffering. those years, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> so you said um, in your in your profile you have a, a teenage son, and and you're homeschooling him. Wow. Okay, I I am pro education. Um, I my dad my dad's always said that. Okay, that's the key to changing your life. Um, the fact that. I'm here. I attribute that to him for, for, for forcing me to actually study, you know, speak English and so that you can, you know, be able to get around. So, um, thank you, dad. Um, so yeah, for, for, for your son, why homeschool? Well, I just knew that I did everything. I went all the way and got my doctorate and I just knew school was a waste of time for me. I didn't feel like I learned any life skills. Well, I mean, I oh, really? Like- you know, at least like you're like 
you speak multiple languages or at least a couple languages. I never learned that. I mean, it sounds like your father gave you a little more life skills than I. <laughs> I, w I did not get any life skills. And I really saw that in practice. That was the main thing. And it wasn't about learning to understand your emotions. It wasn't learning to be a leader. It wasn't learning mindset. It wasn't, you know, so my son, I just, by my own lifestyle, I just hated school so bad. Like I even see kids going to school. I see kids going to school and I feel sick to my stomach still to this day. To this day. Yeah. I just think, oh, that prison. Like I can't. And I just didn't want him to go through that. So I always gave him a choice. He did choose to go to school in third grade and part of fourth grade. Had an amazing experience. So I always just gave him choice. My whole thing was I no interference. I wanted to give him all kinds of options and let him learn to follow his own inner guidance and his instincts. And because that's the main thing, I think we should be more connected to our inner source, our inner God, because that's our guidance. And if we, so many of us were disconnected from that because we're listening to our parents, we're listening to our teachers, we're listening to the religious leader and not, and our government, instead of listening to ourselves, you know, and I think the world would be more balanced if we were all listening to ourselves. I think it's a natural, um, it would be a more of a natural state. So I really just, the whole thing with my son is I just wanted to honor his voice. I always wanted him to be heard. I never felt heard. So, but he was, and with my chiropractic principles, I had him a home birth. He was not vaccinated. Whoa. He was not Whoa. circumcised. He's <laughs> never even had to go to a medical doctor. He's never been. He's never been sick. Not even one. And he's 17. And so, um, and then I just, we just started, uh, you know, I teach him about the rich dad principles. We did regular schooling up until sixth grade. And then we kind of moved away from the traditional schooling. Cause I thought if I have to relearn it, you don't need to know it. And if you need to know it, you can go take a course and catch up and, you know, so don't waste your time with memorizing something to spit it back out. So I teach him more thinking how to think real money principles, real economy. We're learning the Constitution after the last three years, after losing our freedoms, been compromised here so badly here. So he's very aware, um, probably more aware than most even adults. You know, that's how I feel. I'm like, he's probably way beyond them because I know the average person is just still following the mainstream crap, you know. The mainstream, yes, yes. So um, so he's, the, what does he want to do? I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> What does he want to do in it? He's not sure. And I don't really follow that. Like, you know, I don't give him that same structure. There's, there's no, yeah, there's no timeline, right? Like you've got to right. figure this out by 20 or by 19 or by 25. I mean, wherever your heart takes you, just go ahead. So yeah, you were mentioning. <laughs> we should be learning. I mean, we may change. You know, that's the thing. Try different things as you go. You don't have yes. to be locked into one thing yeah. your whole yes. life. This yes. is what ape is us, I believe. If we were really in a life adventure, we'd be okay to change and try new things and have different interests. But they lock us into a box of a profession, a retirement, saving. It's like a dead-end life. And I think yeah. that's why so many people get sick or, or die young or, or they have a midlife crisis. Because it's not natural. So you were saying about following your inner inner voice, right? Inner guidance. So for a person, if, if there is okay, so say you say you have 
say um you have a i don't know like a, like a, like a, like a kid or somebody that you care about um how would you actually show him or her that first step what what's your advice that first step of you know truly quieting everything around you and just start listening within what's your what's your advice for some yeah the best place to start is for someone who's not knowing where to start is i think i love journaling i think okay. putting pen to paper is is really therapeutic writing something out because mm. and there's questions different things you can do with that you can brainstorm ideas you can ask what would your desired life look like if you had you know how would you want to spend your day who would you want to spend your time with like just write ideas out even if even if you don't know the answer yet by asking the question you open up to ideas and open up to guidance and if you don't know those answers i say start with gratitude make start making a list of things that you're grateful for in your life or things that you appreciate because that opens you up to solutions and positive things instead of always looking to solve the problem you know we can make lists of everything that's wrong mm -hmm. but we're going to create more of that in that lack mentality so switching us over to the abundance and all the things that are right it'll open you up to more bring more things in that make you happy and joyful and really right you can make a list of things that make you joyful because that's really our guidance when we feel that inspiration that passion that happiness or peace that's our soul talking to us when we feel the other negative emotions that's kind of just saying hey you're you're not in the right direction shift back over to the joy so i think by just journaling these different ideas can help you get clear about what you want so i have yeah i have a a a a a question or like rather uh, an opinion that perhaps people might say okay so for example a friend who wants to sing or who wants to become a composer or just a gamer but they know with deep down this is what they want to do but they're also scared that what if i don't make money what if my parents don't agree to this what if i'll fail and i'll end up like a loser so people will come and tell me i told you so why why don't you just go you know the traditional way go find a job and you know be somebody and you buy a house buy a car and all those things what's your take <laughs> well i think that's the true soul journey that's the work because if you have a dream but you feel all these obstacles are in your way that's the stuff you have to clear they're the limiting beliefs that are going to hold you back. You will experience those things until you get a handle on not caring what your parents think. You know, that's a hard one. Believe me, yeah. I struggled with that one a long time, but that's been my that's been an Achilles heel for me because it's my journey. I'm not here and what what snapped me out of it is when I had my son. I would never put that pressure on my son. You know? But that's been part of my journey to heal. Um so I think our soul comes in to experience different things. We're here to expand ourselves, empower ourselves. So the obstacles that you face in making in making your journey to your dream is different for each person because we all come from different backgrounds and limiting beliefs. Mm. But it's the clearing of the limiting beliefs that it can allow your to allow your dream to manifest is the soul's journey. I really believe that. That's part of it. So we shouldn't be afraid to fail. 
what we consider failing. We have these strict labels of, of succeeding and failing, but maybe because even if you failed, but you're going after your dream, that is success. You're yes. growing at, in this, the way that your soul needs to grow by going through those obstacles. You know, that is the life's journey. I think that's what it should be all about. Okay. Perfect. So, um, Dr. Lynn, what is self-worth to you? Repeat that. Self-worth. What does, how do you define self-worth? You know, it's funny because I, I wouldn't have thought about self-worth until later. I didn't, never thought about self-worth until I would have a hard time doing for myself or receiving, whether it was health, whether it was money, whether it was taking care of myself first instead of going through the, the rigorous struggle of succeeding in life. You know, that would come up in my healing journey and, and my personal development work. Like, well, you don't feel worthy. And mm. I never thought about it. Like, I wouldn't consciously say I don't feel worthy, but I would definitely feel blocks to receiving. You know, I always mm. feel like I have to do it myself. Yeah. Yes, are, yes. It's like you don't deserve it, right? Yes. <laughs> well, a lot of times it's like, worthiness yes. is like unconscious beliefs, the lack of, right? It's the, yes. it's the subconscious beliefs that control us. And um, so that's a big one. And I think honor, that's why part of honoring your inner voice is so important because then you, you are worth it. But by not honoring that, we don't think we're worth it. We're putting other people before us. It's a tricky concept. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay. Um, um, I think we have had a little bit of a question sent to you over. Um, okay. So yeah, this is one. Many people compare themselves to others in this day and age, social media, and people can you know, all this jealousy can stem from that. Like, oh, how is he or she living that life? Um, well, I'm here feeling crap and terrible. But again, when we post ourselves in the media, we also tend to do the same thing. Um, how do we, what are your thoughts on it? But, and also how do we cultivate that self-awareness and self-image that, you know, this is, how do we, stop that I, I don't want to say stop but move past it yeah or how do we deal with it yeah how do I we deal with it i think it's again it comes back to listening to your inner voice so when you catch yourself having those thoughts say well you really can't compare yourself to someone else's journey you don't know what the behind the scenes is looking like you don't know what kind of childhood they had you don't know what kind of things they had to go through to get to where they are or didn't have to go through Maybe success came really easy to some people because they never had limiting beliefs to clear like you did. So I think we mm. really have to remind ourselves that we can't understand the whole soul's, each person's soul's journey. We come in to experience different things. They may go through a health situation that you didn't have to go through. You know, like there's different things that we come in to kind of clear up or, or to tackle or to learn from and everybody's different. So I think just reminding ourselves that, like you don't know the whole picture. But you can also look at it if someone can do, if someone else can succeed or do that, that means I can do it too. We can be empowered by other people and inspired to keep going, you know? That mindset have, has to shift then. 
It's yeah. not of jealousy. It's not of com- com- competition. But it's more of okay, if he or she can be like this, I can be my own version of that, or even better. That's right. Right. It's showing you the possibility. So it's just changing your perception. And so when we catch ourselves, that's just negative talk. It's limiting beliefs. So it's again, it's just being mindful and aware in the moment of how does this making me feel? You know, is this a high vibrational thought or a low vibrational thought? And how can I change my perspective on it? So have you, your, so have you ever gone to therapies before? Uh, to help not with, with like counselor, but I've done like shamanic healings. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Can we, can we talk a little bit about that? Because I'm also interested about shamanic or, okay. Um, psychedelic i don't know if you tried that <laughs> psychedelic. no i haven't done any i haven't done any um any psychedelic stuff i was it was all natural highs that i experienced okay. um just doing the energetic uh getting body work on myself doing body work on other people i really tapped into the higher energies of the body naturally and i'm really not a big substance taker anymore like i don't do any medications or anything like that because of how much interference that caused me early in life Mm. so i'm very like natural so but i really tapped into the higher energies and when i did the shamanic healings it was just a lady who um i adjusted who talked to spirits and she really helped me out kind of learning to balance my energy um for a period of time i probably worked with her for about a year i did that i went to another lady who was a trained counselor but she read tarot cards Oh, and that was something amazing. that we, we experienced in Bowman. I actually, I had to, I, I, I turned to tarot cards, okay, for just, just because I was so lost. Like, can somebody just give me a sign right now? <laughs> okay. Totally. And I think we all come across those things. Like, so I think body work can be therapy. I think, you know, getting a massage, um, talking to the right person, but it's a matter of, you got to find who what resonates speaks- with you. Yeah, what what what's actually compatible with yourself? And in the moment, because you may evolve out yeah. of that person. Like, yes, yes. I have evolved this out of different healers or therapists. Like I Correct. feel like they're not serving me anymore. Because you you hope you get to that point because you are growing and expanding, and you know, um, you want to use it for the right per- reasons. You don't want to be like them to be your constant crutch. It's good to have a mentor or a guidance, and they can help you over a dark spot or over a hump or to help you get a new perspective. But eventually you really want to make sure that you're empowering yourself. The answers are within. It's just about clearing out the muck that kind of comes up while you're healing yourself. Yeah. Um, and, and 2020 was the year that I started into tarot. And then 2023, it's like, it's not really there, but I still listen to it, but it's just, it's not resonating so much. Right. It's more like right now, it's like, okay, talking to you, talking to a lot of other people, re- relating, that's more of what I feel, the vibe. I, I guess right now, it's like more of a vibe to me because I know, because we all know everything is energy. So um, if you want to be, if you want to become something or you just want to be somewhere, you just have to vibrate in that energy first, then you'll be able to attract it. Agreed. <laughs> So, okay, do you, okay, there's a question. How can mindfulness and self-awareness practices contribute to self-discovery and a healthier self-concept? 
Yeah, I think you know, that's probably the only thing that I really practice right now is I'm aware of where my vibe is in the moment. You know, I can tell I am always kind of aware. Are you feeling peaceful and joy right now? Enjoying the moment? Or is your monkey mind turned on? You know, like the chatter in the head, like judging yourself, yeah. trying to figure something out. Um, are you not feeling good about something? So I'm very aware of how I feel in the moment. And I always look for some kind of relief to pick up my vibration. Not that you don't honor the issues that come up for yourself, but you can't always solve the problem by remaining in that low vibe issue. Sometimes you have to raise your vibration to get the solution. So I always look to how can I find relief, whether it's, you know, I'm not feeling so good right now. So maybe I'll, I'll, I might read a good book listen to a podcast that uplifts me, take a walk, or just get off the topic for a little bit, do something else and then go back else, to it. Yeah, and restrict yourself and then come back to it. That's right. <laughs> so, okay, um, Dr. Lynn, who, do you have a support system? Um, I think, you know, it's funny because I'm really interested in, in watching um, channelers right now i'm very interested in the spiritual messages coming through i never saw so many that i found on online right now i, I feel like this year has become very spiritual again for me spiritual a couple yeah. of years ago i was really studying our constitution and really involved in local county government really getting out mm -hmm. there um so i shifted back into spirituality so i feel like i'm expanding and i like that i like this place a lot more this is definitely my vibe um personally no personally right now i feel like i'm very um in a cocoon time like re, re like a hermit mode <laughs> right okay so um okay pivotal question for the podcast have you ever succumbed to the feeling of worthlessness before and if you did how did you overcome it it was ever con like fully conscious like succumb I would definitely know it was off I, I think I knew it was off when I wasn't succeeding at something or I wasn't being able to receive help I, I became aware of it to work through mm. it so I can't say I consciously would think that I was unworthy or or struggling with that but it mm -hmm. would show up right and so for me I would I would do just what I would do anytime. I would look for answers, you know, whether they come from within, what from without, like what inspiration, what guidance can I seek? And some came because I had found the shamanic healer. Some came because I found the therapist who did the tarot cards. Some came because I got body work done. You know, it was different things that I tried, you know, and just sometimes I would find the best books to read and they would help me through or the, the best videos or podcasts and they would give me a message, you know, and I would take all these different answers and it's like connecting the dots. You get an answer here and then you get another answer here and you start painting a bigger picture. Okay. One last question before two, two, two last questions. So what keeps you, what gets you up in the morning? Knowing I'm here to master myself. I really feel my our purpose is to create our heaven on earth, to become a deliberate creator. And I know we're mm, here to- I like to, that, deliberate creator. A deliberate creator, a conscious creator. Like we're actually creating creator. the life we yeah. desire consciously, easily, 
joyfully. You know, I don't think we have to be in this struggle. I think that's old stuff. Yeah. I think yeah. we can be in more freedom and joy and expansion and ease. So it's about that really just because I believe it's here. I believe life is eternal. So <gasps> yeah, like I think we can think, oh, we'll escape this once we die. Now I think we bring it with yeah, us. Yeah, like, no, 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 no. It's here now. Exactly. We're here now. Yeah, so we, yeah. You know, it's like uncover it now, find the way now, because that's all there is. So I think that keeps me in my in my in my zone. Brilliant. So, Dr. Lin, if you have a quote that you can leave with the world. Uh, leave the world with and as your legacy. Okay, as we know, we have already acknowledged that soul is eternal, the body isn't. What would it be? I would say to follow your joy and create your desired life. Simple yet profound. <laughs> okay, I think I think we covered that all, um, Dr. Lin. Uh, I actually wanted to um, I wanted to dive deeper because I have like friends that I know have scoliosis before and perhaps I could um, set another schedule uh, scheduled interview with you to talk about scoliosis and yeah. becoming a chiropractor yeah would, would that be okay that. definitely <laughs> anytime just email me and that's the best way oh. to get a hold of me awesome awesome okay Dr. Lin thank you so much for your time I'll be posting this content up soon so um, is there any way that I can get a uh, approved image of you from your um, uh, social media? I just want to use that for my promotion. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, you could choose any of the pictures I put on the Podmatch profile if you want to okay. use those. Brilliant. Yeah. I think, I, I think I'll use the one with the green one. Okay. <laughs> the green, the green awesome. one. Okay. All right. Okay. So thank you so much, Dr. Lin. I'll speak thank to you Thank you, Nicolette. Soon. I love this. It was so great talking to you. I feel a kindred connection with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye, Dr. Lynn. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.